Okay, you ready? Yep. Hey, Cameron. Hi, Tyler. Here we are. Here we are. Once again, with a high-energy beginning, uh, exciting opener to this week's cameras or whatever. Whoop. But (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately, we have nothing to follow up because we didn't come up with the topic this week. Well, we've been busy, haven't we? Well, yes, we have. Um, So uh, what have you been busy with? What's like a photo thing you've been working on? (laughs) You've been doing like, you've been doing work. uh, Like we can, let's slightly peek behind the curtain and say we tried to record something last week and had some major app malfunctions. Yeah. We tried a new thing and it failed because apparently it's too new. Yeah. (laughs) Really like the idea of it, but yeah, conceptually it could be cool. It'll wait if it worked. So let's not recommend it yet. Yeah. Well, it worked (laughs) one time when we tested it. So we had every reason to expect it to work. Well, the testing period was pretty short though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was doing, I was doing lots of photo-y stuff. We were recently in LA. We had to shoot a bunch of uh, fashion-y outfit type stuff while we were there. And we shot 30,000 photos in uh, 10 days. Oh my God. No, it was 12 days total. So the, is that's it, okay. Is that, is that is that a threat? Did you just did you just threaten me? <laughs> it's okay to do that to shoot thirty thousand photos, but then when you get home, it's like a like a photo hangover. Oh, totally. Um, the the fear of looking at them all, like I <laughs> editing. Oh my god. Um, so it take forever. Yeah. So a lot of it's for Anya's blog, and she deals with the selecting she'll like go through and select the photos and then I'll process them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, splitting the effort. Um, it, it's more like we only shot 15,000, but still it's a lot. And there's a wedding. A lot. There was a wedding as well. That was part of it. Uh, and the wedding was about 6,000. Wow. So that's a lot of photos. Yeah. It's crazy. So when you're traveling, it presents all these extra issues. Like you need to be able to really quickly download that much stuff, then clear cards. So you have space to shoot the next day's too many photos and (laughs) make sure that it's also redundantly backed up as you're on the road. Right. (laughs) And it's it's such a pain. We bought a new, uh, two terabyte little portable drive. Oh, nice. So which one did you get? The Lacey. Um, Okay. Lacey. Lassie. Lassie. I'm looking around for it. I don't see it. Um, but it's the really, really slim one, which it's amazing how small they are now and how cheap they are. Like that was like 130 bucks, I think. Wow. Um, which is not even a deal. That was like at the Apple store paying a uh, full retail. Full price. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot, lot different than it was. Yeah, sure. totally. Well, then we also bring around a, uh, I'm just reaching over here. So another, oh wait, no, that one is Seagate. This one is Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> that we have the orange indestructible kind mm-hmm. and uh, that's one terabyte. So that's the one that we're using for video because it's Thunderbolt. And then the other one's USB three, which is for photo. And honestly, USB three is a uh, pretty darn fast. Now I, for Lightroom, I don't ever find it to be an issue. That's awesome. Do you have to deal with this or do you no. always like shoot, bring it home, then deal with it? Yeah. That's fortunate. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I, there, there are times that I've dealt with it, but um, usually what I've done is uh, I've usually had the, the ability to take my laptop and so I'll just dump it all onto Lightroom there and then back it up on Dropbox and then, you know, go from there. 
See, that's what we were missing. There was t- so much being shot, we couldn't do any real offsite backup. We can only yeah. back up to these two drives. And I don't know, it kind of freaks me out. One time I was in Vancouver and we got out of, out of the car for like, this was with Ivar actually and uh, mm. Nuno. And we went to the beach for maybe 20 minutes, like really not long. We, the, the car was in the beach parking lot. We walk over, hang out, take some quick photos, come back. The car had been broken into and all that was left in the car was my camera, thank, or sorry, my laptop. Thank God I had my camera with me. Everybody mm-hmm. else had their cameras with them, but the laptop was gone. But I had been running automatic, uh, I think it was Mosey at the time, just like Backblaze or whatever else. Mm-hmm. And so thank God everything I'd shot on the trip had automatically been backed up because I hadn't thought of doing it. I wasn't counting on my computer being stolen. <laughs> but we're in that situation now. We have these drives and easily the drives and the computer, like things can happen and it, it always kind of freaks me out. So I don't know what to do though because there's, um, you know, that much, that many gigabytes takes a long time to upload. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, you, I don't know. I don't did, have to tell you. That's you see, not a problem. I have. <laughs> we don't do we don't do current events here. But did you see the Amazon Cloud? Uh, yeah. Photo upload deal. Yes, I did, and it's it seems like a great deal, and I'm really curious because right now I'm using Backblaze, mm-hmm. which you know is great because it's that kind of thing I've never had to think about since I started it. So once it once it finally. Uploaded it. Caught up. How long have you been running Backblaze for? I think two years. Oh, okay. And and it's it's up to date? Like it has everything backed up? Mm Mm-hmm. Because I've run, I've actually used almost all of these. I used Mosey to start, then I tried Backblaze, then CrashPlan, and now I have nothing offsite. Because the problem with all of them is it never finishes uploading. Like I'm shooting more per year than it will upload in a year. So it doesn't it doesn't catch up. But before we started recording, we were talking about my internet speeds. So maybe it's maybe it's Canada's fault for giving me a maximum upload of you know <laughs> f- five to ten megabytes, depending on your plan, a day. God, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. But I'm going to yeah. do this for sure. So the uh, Amazon Cloud is twelve dollars a year. For unlimited. For unlimited, instead of, you know, that much per month, which is very reasonable. It's, I mean, I almost feel bad for all these other companies because it's reasonable to charge five, ten dollars $10 a month for unlimited online backup. Like, I thought everybody, we already were getting a deal with Backblaze and CrashPlan. Yeah, but, and it's, it. yeah, I'm... I can switch? <laughs> I don't know how to, feel, no, I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I, I, I think it's awesome. And I think that, obviously, these other... You know, Backblaze and CrashPlan are going to have to do something (laughs) to adjust for this. But they can't afford to. I mean, this is their whole business. That's that's exactly my my feeling is that I'm just like, um, I wonder if this just is just going to automatically force me to make the change because now these are going to (laughs) be everybody else forced out of business. Oh God, I hope not. Hurry and back up your stuff because we're done. It's funny. I'm I'm like really excited to sign up for the Amazon thing. And I'm at the same time saying, I hope everybody else doesn't go to business, but I'm not going to use them. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, <laughs> well, it's just, it brings it all back to that, you know, how should we feel about Amazon thing? You mm-hmm. know? Well, recently Dropbox was forced in this situation because Google, 
and Amazon. But first, I think it was Google that really upped the amount of storage you get on Google Drive to, I think, I think they went to a terabyte. So now Dropbox had to go up to a ten, terabyte as well for their pro service, which is 10 bucks a month. And since I turned on Pro Dropbox, mm-hmm. I use it so heavily. I use it for everything all the time. I'm mm-hmm. when I was using the free one, you know, I'd occasionally use it to send a few things to clients or to keep my uh, text documents in sync. Now I'm dumping everything in there. Like every client project we do, I export it there and I send the client the link. It's it's and then it's how I have access to things between the office and home. I mean, I'm using it for everything except backing up photos. Interesting. I was too for a little while. And then uh, I I just felt like I was having to walk my clients through it too many times, too often. Well, how are you sending them? Okay, this is a pro tip here. Everybody, mm-hmm. and I don't know, maybe this is what you're doing, but what drives me crazy is people will share the folder with me. Mm-hmm. This is actually how you send me stuff. So maybe it is the thing. So you, you're like, okay, I want Tyler at Stallman.com to have access to uh, this folder that is in my Dropbox. So then mm-hmm. I get an invitation that I can accept and it adds a privilege to my Dropbox account that I can start looking at your shared folder. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that what you do? I must've, yeah. it's been a while. <laughs> it's pretty common. That's like what a lot of people do because it's what it's the link that says share in Dropbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The good it way seems, to do it, it seems like the intuitive way to do it. Right. The best right. way to do it though, is that you don't need to have that ongoing share thing. Instead, I can go into Dropbox right now. Let me mm-hmm. remember what the link is called. And right-click on a full... Oh, I, I turned off my Dropbox syncing because right. we're recording. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, it's like share Dropbox link. Yeah. And it generates a really obscure, unique link to that folder or that file. And the best way to do is it, do it is with a folder. And then you just send the link to the person on the other side, and they can instantly access it without signing up for Dropbox or signing into their Dropbox or accepting anything. They just click the link and they can see all of your photos and there's a download link that's like download all these files as a zip or download them one at a time or you can flip through them like a carousel. It's the best. Yeah, that's, that sounds pretty sexy. Yeah. And it's, it's just really easy. Yeah, and I was I was really getting frustrated with Dropbox because I'm like, this is the worst way to share. I don't want to have to like figure out permissions and then you also end up with like somebody else's folder just sitting in your Dropbox forever. Like right now (laughs) I have a bunch of shared folders from Stocksy uh, contributors that needed to send me stuff. And they're like months old. Like I'm not, I'm just looking at them. A bunch of them are empty. (laughs) I don't need them anymore. Well, delete them. Okay. I'm going to delete this right now. (laughs) Oh wait, I'm not syncing my Dropbox. It won't matter. Uh, uh, So yeah, that's the tip everybody just share the link. And it's not as secure. That's the only downside because the, the other people, anybody with that link could access it, mm-hmm. but it's protected. It's um, security through obscurity. So it's, you know, an extremely complicated hash in the URL. So nobody's going to guess it. They would have to actually get the link. If you're sending something really confidential that needs to be secure, don't, don't use that and probably don't use Dropbox because it's not that secure. But uh, for general, like just quick client work, sending proofs, it's the best way to go. Mm. So I I started using um, Pixie Set for dealing with oh yeah delivering and and viewing because it's you know I wanted something that was not only seemed a little bit more intuitive for the clients to use, but also a way for them to view them in a way that 
presented them nicer so they would see them and, and it felt more professional and just cleaner um i've been i've been really satisfied with it um although there is a still a a little bit more of a failure rate and usability than than i'd expect but i was surprised by that too so i was i, I was using pixie set until i switched to this dropbox thing like mm-hmm. i needed the dropbox plan i needed a premium plan for one project and i'd been using the free pixie set and i was just about to think about the consider upgrading to the professional thing mm-hmm. and then i needed dropbox for one month michael use it for a month then i'll cancel it but it ended up being so great that i just ignore started ignoring pixie set because um <laughs> yeah i just found the learning curve thing like it wasn't as obvious as i thought it was going to be uh people missed the download link um i don't know i was just kind of surprised that people had issues with it so, yeah i've i've it's been weird you know, but I think that for for certain things, especially uh, for for weddings, yeah, and, and stuff like that, because then you know people can buy the prints directly from it, and you know it's it's just pretty easy for headshots. It's easy because then you know I can uh, they can select their favorites, and it's easy for me to go and just you know figure out what it is that they wanted. Can I ask you have, you have you have yeah. you sold any prints through that for weddings? Because that was the upside I was thinking about. I was yes. like, oh, we're totally going to do this, but then I've never sold a print from a wedding. Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. So it was worth it. Uh, well, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> one of one of my clients, um, <laughs> they they purchased a set of of, of photos, and then um, when they got their their account statement or whatever, they they didn't recognize uh, CWP LLC, which uh. is Cameron Cameron Whitman Photography, and uh, they actually. Uh, they declined their. I guess they, you know, sent it back or whatever. Reported fraud, something. Yeah, they and uh, I. Yeah, I mean, it took it took like almost four months for me to get my money back, and it also like because so it, it actually cost me extra oh in the beginning, God. right? Because because I had to pay the return fee or whatever, and then yeah, I was it was crazy. I See, I was I was like pulling my hair you know because it's just like wait a minute like this isn't this isn't right didn't i already this tell you cameronwhitman.com <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> yes well that's done yeah i, I that think part it'll of be it. good for you mm-hmm. uh but there's, <laughs> there's nothing here where does it go again i think it's I'm going to stocksy right, right now oh, that's right so anybody that wants to, uh, we can finally start just giving it. Actually, maybe this can turn into a tip as well. This is what I was, this is my tip to Cameron, is that you were stuck because you didn't have a website, right? Mm-hmm. In, in Which, unfortunately, you still don't because it's a big project. <laughs> yeah. But we weren't able to give out any sort of um, URL for you at the end of the show. And uh, then, um, so what I said is, look, just go and register the domain, CameronWomen.com and forward it to whatever you're using at the moment. And eventually you'll turn it into something real. It'll be a personal site and, and then you can redirect everybody there. But if you hold on to your URL, then you can promote it for the next 50 years because you'll always own it. And then it doesn't matter if you like decide you just want to use a Tumblr site as your personal, or you are going to use Squarespace. You're going to use uh, Stocksy or anything. You can, you can just keep changing and adapting and, Mm -hmm. I think it's a good way to go. <laughs> Did you? Uh, yeah, I know that you're you're Canadian, so it might not be as relevant to you. But um, this week there was uh, some business shared on Facebook about um, Ted Cruz, who's running for president. And uh, you know, if you go to tedcruz.com, it's not <laughs> it's not his. It's you not know, what he, you'd expect. 
Well, no, not at all. It's like it's it's basically it's just like a really simple. It's nothing um, naughty, is it? No, it just says support President Obama immigration reform now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. See, so, whoops. <laughs> yeah, if you hadn't snapped up CameronWhitman.com, you that could have been you. Yeah, and you never know what yeah. somebody might might do to you. <laughs> um, it's increasingly easy to make enemies in this world. It seems totally well, and you know if you're if you're about to have a child and you're thinking about names, mm-hmm. make sure you Google them first and uh, only name your kid something that you can buy the domain for. <laughs> Smart, <laughs> and then buy it like you know when they're a baby. Yeah, so. exactly. And buy .tv and uh, <laughs> .org as well and .dot uh, camera just to make sure that they're uh, they're set for life. .dot <laughs> ninja just in case. Yeah, that's that's actually kind of funny because with with our son, we uh, you know, I mean, we we want to encourage him to do whatever that he feels suited to do. You know, we're not trying to like shape his life for him mm-hmm. so much as just give him the tools to to make it work. Right. So you've got you've clearly got .dot ninja ready for yeah, you right? totally. just in case <laughs> but uh you know he he's one of those kids you know he's just like well i, d- I want to be just like daddy you know so he's like yeah. i'm gonna be a photographer oh and then you know every every time i say like hey Cass, let's go to the camera store and get some film he's like ah the camera store <laughs> <laughs> and then like, like, i thought you wanted to be a photographer and he's like yeah i do want to be a photographer and i'm like well let's go take pictures and he's like ah pictures <laughs> yeah. he'll figure it out I feel like everybody's going to be a photographer, though. Like watching kids with iPhones now. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's it's going to be different when everybody everybody grows up having infinite access to shooting as much as they want. This is true, but <laughs> not everybody has the eye for it or the reason. No, I know. So you know, I know. But like for me, I was I had a. Um, film camera sitting in my basement that didn't work. So I would just play with it. I would just pretend to take photos. And uh, like, that was my uh, childhood practice. But now like (laughs) kids are making stop animations with apps and, you know, like, yeah, they have YouTube accounts and it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So I I don't think it's that like professionals would go away, but I think that the quality is going to go way up. It's like kids skateboarding. Actually, yeah, skateboarding is another example that's like this. If you go to skate parks now, there's all these like 10-year-olds that are amazing because it became so mainstream that way more people were doing it. People were starting younger, so the bar just got raised considerably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and people are doing more amazing things at younger ages, and it's harder to be... Uh, you. There's more people that are amazing, so it's harder to stand out. And I, I, I think that's what's happening with photography too. Oh yeah, I think it it happens with anything that's that's catches the public interest, right? I I just turned my mic down because the siren went by. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where it went. Uh, I was hoping you were going to fill in the gap. Busted. <laughs> so speaking of cameras that don't work, um, I went and looked at a uh, at a Mamiya six four five the other day. Some some guy on Craigslist was selling it two hundred bucks with uh, oh. with a fifty five millimeter and a ninety millimeter. That's a potentially great deal if it yeah, works. Yeah, if it works. So you know, I was I was pretty excited, and you know, I met up with him at a Starbucks and checked it out. And sadly, <laughs> when you uh, advance the crank, the shutter just automatically would trip. Oh, so, yeah. So it's yeah. you know, there it's busted. 
So you so, didn't buy it, right? No, I didn't buy it. Okay, good. But he did offer uh, he did offer it to me for fifty bucks, but I still didn't buy it. Mm. I didn't need a, a paperweight that big. I was really jealous. We have a, a, a kid comes by to assist us. He actually mm-hmm. just just left the studio recently, uh, Alan. In case you're listening, hi, Alan. And he uh, Alan. he's a he just really lucked out and came across. Let me get the model number. I think it's a Fuji GA six forty five. Oh yeah, yeah. Am I right about that? Uh, you're really close. It's GA or GX. I can't remember. And um, I'm finding out. Okay, yeah, GA. And yeah, he got it for ten bucks at a garage sale. Get out. Yeah, in perfect those, condition. Those go for like five hundred bucks. I know. I, I eBay. I checked eBay. It's like it's about four hundred. Is the average I was seeing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, ten bucks. Oh. And he had no idea. He was like, I got this camera the other day. I don't know how to use it yet. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That Uh, needs to happen to me. And that never happens to me. I'm always the guy buying these cameras like on the internet for top value. I know. Yeah. My Olympus XA. Uh Uh, Yeah. I don't want to see how much I paid for it. But, but then, um, uh, what's his name that was on the show the other day or no, uh, uh, Luke and Mallory leisure found mm-hmm. it for 10 bucks and it works better than mine. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, then I'm definitely not going to mention how much I paid for mine. <laughs> oh, God, I know. But that's the thing with film cameras. It's like the value is only that it's like, they're only expensive because people like us that don't have time to hang out at garage sales or don't have the energy, <laughs> uh, you know, are willing to scam ourselves. Yeah. I need to find out about more garage sales. Cause seriously, yeah, I've got the I've got the film camera bug. It's I've bad. Been, I've been going to the wrong garage sales. Yeah. Well, and and like we've talked about offline, I am losing my film camera bug. It's I I don't know. I just the price is catching up with me. Like every time I send them away, it's like it's a lot of money. You're just giving up, man. Not giving up. I'm just <laughs> not shooting much film lately. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, um, when it comes to like, it just depends on what it is I'm shooting. If it's something that, that, uh, you know, if there's, if there's money behind it then, you know, I'm generally shooting it on digital, but mm-hmm. for personal enjoyment, like I just, I have no interest in shooting a digital camera except for my Fuji X100S. I still like shooting that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I totally know. And I get that feeling too. I just... I think the letdown of not being able to order that scanner is still uh, <laughs> lingering. The, yeah. the wound is open, and uh, oh man, you don't even want to know yeah. what my my late nights have been. Well, yeah, that's why you're addicted. Of course, I forgot. <laughs> no, it's worse there. Like lately, I've been, um, you know, just looking through. I've been looking at the uh, whatever that Super Sidekick automatic film processor. What's the Super Sidekick automatic film processor? Uh, Phototherm. Here, oh, let me yeah, look it up. Yeah, it's, it's still... Oh, like, like um, chemical processor? Yeah, man. <laughs> Sidekick. There it is. Phototherm, Phototherm Super Sidekick. This is the worst website I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's absolutely the worst, but this is the coolest thing I that think, you can get. I think I've come across this. Six, uh, $6,000? Yeah, 55. Well, you can usually find it a little bit less, but if you get the if you get the SSK8R, the the eight rolls, like I don't you're know who would ever. This. You're totally gonna do this. No, no, my wife would totally divorce me. Uh, um, well, but 
you know. But think of all the film you <laughs> Yeah, totally. Like if I ever if I ever decide I need to not be married anymore, I'll just I'll just order one of these and right. that's your give that's your giving up on life. It'll it'll sum it up. But the uh, SSK eight R automatically replenishes the the this stuff. Wow. Oh man, it's it just I look at this and I'm like, oh wow. So, you know, but I did the math. Yeah. And it was like this insane number of rolls that it have to shoot. Hundreds of rolls. Hundreds. You know what? It also it comes with its own struggles too. Like I used to work at a lab, so I've processed a lot of film. And I used to do every morning. I'd come in and spend about forty minutes running chemical checks on everything. So you run together, or so you run test strips through that, like create measurements that you put into a viewer that you like record exactly what the values of each color are at certain exposures. And then you look at your chart and according to the chart, you know, if this gets bef- below negative seven, then you need to add 30 milliliters of, you know, whatever. I don't remember any of it, but um, managing that stuff. And then, you know, if you've got, you've got to clean your rollers, if you get dirt in your rollers, then you're going to scrape all your film and then you've got neg- yeah, but, ruined negatives. But here's the deal, right? This, this thing, you don't need to do any of that. Yeah, right. I'm I'm not even kidding. You because don't need it's to. It's never do. gonna break. Well, I'm not saying it'll never break, <laughs> but the, like you don't even like you don't even have to like you can literally like run like color and then black and white like one after another, and then e six. I don't goes, understand. That doesn't make sense to me. Look into it. It's, it'll blow your mind. Um, a stock. One of our uh, Stocksy members, uh, Marlon Richardson, shared a YouTube video that was from Phototherm about this and it's like really I mean you think the website's bad like the video was brutal it was the worst video I've ever seen but it was really like it was informative which is you know but this is how bad it has been for me you know I'm like on such a bug that I, I sat there and watched this 20 30 minute video on how this thing worked and I was just sitting there amazed well there's worst worst bugs that you could have maybe yeah, like like literal diseases, maybe, but like <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this thing. Uh, I mean, obviously, if 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 something like this were to happen, then I'd obviously be, I'd be processing everybody I know's film. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's like the, they, the, you're like the guy with the truck, helping mm-hmm. everyone move. Yeah, so I'd also need to live somewhere where you know more of my film shooting friends were residing. So who knows? I did it's, want- it, I did one thing with film the other day that I uh, went back to my Flickr page, which has been very inactive. And I just started dumping like everything on it. Everything, all the film I've been getting back that I don't really know what to do with. Fun. Yeah. What I've been doing. That's what I like Flickr for. Actually, I'm I'm looking now and I see your photos here. Yeah. I want to get back in that habit. If you you guys want to see my thing, um, uh, it's flickr.com slash Stolman. but it's a uh, it's so easy and like it doesn't matter like this, this Flickr account just it's not for anything you know um so yeah i think i'm just going to i'm going to try to remember to do this more often yeah that's actually it's it's funny that, that you uh thought said and all that about this because that's what exactly what i've been doing with my flickr account is uh you know it's like it's nothing specific it's just everything random because like you know this is this is a place where i feel like i can i can dump the photos that that you know maybe i like them personally you know they're they're not amazing but i like them personally and you know like people can see what i'm up to but it's doesn't it's not going to necessarily reflect back on my professional mm-hmm. photography so this is a safe place 
Yeah, it's just a place for fun, right? So yeah. it's only, you know, nobody, I, I think I have like, oh, wow, I have more followers than I thought. <laughs> I'm going to go. But that's still not that many. I mean, like literally like 55 or something like that. Wait, what's your Flickr again? I get it wrong. It's, God, you have so uh, many different names. I know, I'm a mess. Um, so it's uh, underscore Camrocker underscore. Oh, un- underscores, uh, of course. Should have known. Bastard. Well, yeah. somebody stole my name. There you are. Hey, look at that panorama. Yeah. That, I did that. new stuff. Yeah, I did that handheld with the uh, with the X100S. Wow, it's so small. It's such a neat... Yeah, it's tiny. I didn't realize I exported it that small. Hmm. What a jerk. Look at these film photos. Oh, it's great. You know what else I really like Flickr for that I, I use it for? Mm-hmm. Uh, as I'm researching film cameras. Because there's lots of really great groups just dedicated to either a camera or a film stock. So yeah. I'm in like the, the Fuji 400H group and I'm in the Portrait 400 group and I'm in the Contax T2 group. And mm-hmm. so I submit my stuff to that and I really enjoy looking at what other people do with it. Cause it gives you, when you see a whole bunch together that was all shot on the same thing or mm-hmm. the, the scanners, the pack on group, yep. like seeing it together, you're like, Oh, I really get a sense of what this is all about. Whereas looking yeah, at one person's no work. question. Like the, the, um, I'm, I do the same thing. I'm on the X, the, uh, the Olympus XA group. And it's it's amazing to see the similarities in in because mm-hmm. you see all the same things yeah. you know all the same little bugs <laughs> yeah. that are in that camera right that make it awesome and it's the <laughs> it's the way that I've fallen in love with different cameras is by is by looking at that's actually stuff. it's it's really funny that we're, we've come to this part of the discussion because this is actually what I've been using to research which cameras I'm interested in yeah. Me too. It's going to Flickr groups and, and checking out like the kinds of photos that are being made with them. And if I like them, then I'm like, ah. Oh. I'm flicking through your photos really fast right now. So, you know what I've, uh, I have I saw on this, this uh, I just told you before we started recording, but um, I just happened to find this Facebook group uh, um, that I think is going to be my downfall. This is gonna, what's going to end up getting me divorced. And uh, it's the uh, what is this group? <laughs> it's the, it's the film photo gear. So everybody sells their stuff on this on this group, and it's just like it's it's. I guess it's just you know, it's enthused hobbyists or something because everything that's for sale in this group mm-hmm. is awesome. Oh, it's all cool. stuff yes, right. you want. Right, right, right. And it's no stuff that, that there's no crap in here. Yeah, it, well, it's everybody else on the, that is just as nerdy about this as we are. That's yeah. obsessing over those same Flickr pools, and you know. Yeah, I don't know who's managing this group, but like, my hat's off to you, and like, you're gonna ruin my life. <laughs> so, I'd say thank you and f you at the same time, kind of a thing. But yeah, neat. I'm getting. I'm just digging so through. Uh, digging through Flickr right now. Flickr's awesome. It really is. Yeah, I always like, forget that it's not bad. <laughs> uh, well, and there was a big new initiative with it too. Like um, when basically, like there's been a whole redesign, a lot more focus on mobile, and um, you know they've just been getting really great. Like it was, it was when Marissa Meyer came in as the new Yahoo CEO. Mm. Basically, everything really. She, she's like, "Why did we let this die?" <laughs> Yeah. Which I'm amazed that nobody else asked that question before. But like, why did we let our best product just flounder and stop evolving? Yeah, that's kind of a curious thing because I know that, that there are so many communities that that came out of it that 
really flourished, mm-hmm. you know, and so many people were able to express themselves in ways that, that they wouldn't otherwise have ever been able to do. Because, yeah. I mean, the Flickr, you know, I mean, it's it's so accessible and it's friendly and it's also smart. Like the way it works is very smart. Yeah. Like I, I love, the, I love the outline of it. And, I think uh, it's, and it's evolving nicely. Like the changes mm-hmm. are cool, great, well-executed changes. I think it's, yeah. it's becoming mature in really interesting ways. Yeah. And I actually, you know, I don't mind uploading to Flickr. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. drive me crazy. Yeah. Well, I, so I loved the uploading. Like the reason I uh, threw this last batch on is because I noticed in my Lightroom publishing section that I had already hooked up my Lightroom to Flickr. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, if I just drag all these photos into yeah. this little box and hit publish, they're they're on the internet. <laughs> I don't need to do anything else. So I just looked at everything I'd already rated as uh, three stars and said, uh, okay, publish this. And all of a sudden I have a more active Flickr account. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that sucks about it is then you have to go and add all the metadata or whatever. I oh, guess you can do that in Lightroom, right? Well, you can do it for keywords and titles and stuff, but what, like what metadata are you, I mean, the thing I went and did was add it to the groups after, but yeah, what, what else are you referring too. to? Um, yeah, I, I guess I just, you know, I hadn't really thought about tagging the photos until I'd actually just decided to throw them in a stream uh, because it was like, I didn't think I was going to do anything with them anyway. Well, I'm barely tagging them. Like my tags are, here's my tagging workflow for snapshots in Lightroom is mm-hmm. for film. Uh, as I'm importing it all, I add the keyword film <laughs> so that I can, I can find it all together. Then the place that scans them for me, Caribou Lab, they num- they name the folders based on the film stock so I know what was on what, and I add those as keywords as well so that I don't forget. And um, then I'll usually add like uh, one keyword about what it is. So in my recent ones, uh, I was traveling around California, so I added uh, Hearst Castle and Venice Beach and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's all. Are you doing a lot more than that? Are you like fully keywording the stuff? Uh, no, I'm not fully keywording. I'm just adding you know, the most relevant so I, yeah, I think I, I, I sort of do it how I do stock, but stock I try to think a little bit more on it. And with, with these, I'm just trying to put stuff that seems to make sense. You know what I didn't do, though? I didn't add uh, the camera as a keyword. I only added it to the groups. Ah, see, that's, that's one thing. I've, that was actually the, most, the key thing for me. It was adding the camera and the, and the film stock. I'm going to do that right now. Well, yeah, as, the film stock. I'm going to add the camera right now. It'll take two seconds. As well as the, for me... Uh, when I'm scanning with the the, the pack on, then then I'm gonna put that in there. Add tags, contacts T two done. Yeah, see these uh, some of these ones in my Flickr that are under the uh, the Lego guys. Um, those are all with the the pack on and the Olympus XA. And man, look at those colors, right? <laughs> I don't want to look. <laughs> it's just it's so fun because it's I'm I'm not even kidding. Like the 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 pack on with uh, with Kodak films, you just you know, yeah. You, you make sure that the that the film is relatively clean. You put it in the Pecon and you like run it, and then oh, you're yeah. done. Yeah, and the colors good. are just amazing right away. Are you shooting like, those with your F5? No, this is with the Olympus. Really, those really yeah. shallow depth of field. Yeah. Wow. Neat, huh? Oh no, no, no <laughs> not the one. Sorry, I was looking at the. Wrong ones. Oh, you look at the Lego ones, right? Yeah, I actually clicked on the Lego, and it's not. No, those are those are the X100. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. It's not film, man. Come on. <laughs> well, your filters are just so good. Thanks. 
Um, I think I used Maston Labs on that. No, oh, good choice. I like his stuff. Like, what can I say? Yeah. So what else? Uh, what else is happening? We don't talk about cameras very much in this camera show, do we? No, let's talk more about cameras because I'm I'm actually I'm gonna sell my uh, my Nikon F5. Oh, what's that? You're not using it? Too big? Too big? Too, too it's, good? It, yeah, it's it's an amazing camera. It's it's fantastic, but like it's not. It's just not for me. Like it doesn't work for the way that I shoot. Like I I like to shoot slow. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I'm actually uh, my favorite camera right now is is my uh, Yashica Mat. Right. And it it has been for for a while, but um, did I tell you I got a new one of those? No. Oh wait, you told me about the repair story. Yeah, yeah. So I I uh, I picked up a, a second one, and then uh, I actually gave the first one back to the to the guy because uh, I asked him if he'd sell it to me, but he um he wanted more than than it was really worth. So mm. I just said, you know, I picked up another one for a lot oh. cheaper, and then got it fixed up. And now I have basically, you know, a mint condition Yashica. That's nice. Yeah, I'm waiting to see the results on it. <laughs> For all the talk we have of film cameras, do you do you think you're using your film cameras more than your digital right now? Um, no, I, no, it can't be. Well, let's let's rephrase that. So, um, am I am I choosing to use the digital cameras more than the film, or the film more than the digital? Like for my the stuff that I'm just doing, shooting for for fun. Mm-hmm. I'm. I don't even think about digital. Right. I take the Fuji with me because it's convenient. It's because you have that scanner. Yeah, that's why. But that's not. That's not it though, Tyler. Like I. I shoot a lot with the Yashica too. It's. It takes. It takes a month, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it, it's not convenient. But oh, this is an interesting topic. While we're talking about this, um, because you know, I can only do the thirty-five millimeter quickly, right? Yeah, no, no 120 in that machine. Um, no. So all the 120 needs to wait a little while. But I just read this, you know, because I'm not generally a fan of the F-stoppers and Petapixel and those sites. I find them to be a bit clickbaity and uh, just full of stuff that doesn't really excite me that much. Okay. Um, but every now and then you see something and it's just, it's pretty neat. So there was this article the other day. I had this guy who, you know, took 146 rolls of portrait to his local Costco mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of just told his story about his experience or whatever. And uh, there was just this this paragraph where he, he talked about um, letting your film marinate, you know? And uh, the whole idea is that. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, it's it's to it's to kind of walk away from it. So you separate yourself from the photos. So by the time you get them back, like you can you can more objectively edit your own work because you're not right. emotionally attached to the moment anymore because you've actually literally forgotten mm-hmm. what what's on there. And it's a surprise and it's it's delightful. You know what? I think there's two sides to that though because also um th- I also lose momentum with it sometimes. Like less so with film. When the film comes back, I have a rush. But mm-hmm. like, say with digital, when I let it marinate, um, then I come back to edit it. I'm like, oh god, like I don't care anymore. I don't care That's about the shoot because I did like six other <laughs> shoots since then. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that. So I, th- this is probably one of the the bigger reasons why I'm so crazed about film is that you know when I shoot it, I you know like I'm way more. I'm I'm anticipating the results way more, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and 
like I'm way more like pleased and excited. It's just a different thing because oh, you know yeah, what? Yeah. When I'm taking the shots, I'm slowing down and I'm considering them in a different way. It's not even that they're better. They're just different. It's it's a you know, it's a relationship. And so um with digital, it's just everything's so easy and convenient, you know? And it just kind of takes a little bit of the the magic and stuff out of it. And you know, I know that 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 you know, people talk about that and it makes it kind of seem like it's a cliche or something, but I don't know, man. I, I really feel it. It's mm. it's 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 a it's a thing that just makes me it makes me feel like my relationship to photography is just is just better and real. Well, I, I completely don't. agree. Like I get I get all of those emotional connections really strongly. Like I feel much more alive in my, in my shooting. But it's also it's lately it's just been so impractical that it's been hard to justify. Yeah, which is exactly why I'm spending ridiculous amounts of time, mm-hmm. you know, late in the evening when I should be sleeping, but I can't sleep because I'm sitting there thinking Cuz you got the bug. Yeah, wouldn't it be awesome if I had a super sidekick? You know, and no, the answer is like it might be if I really needed it, but I mean, you know, let's let's be completely honest. How much am I shooting? Not that much. Yeah. You know, so if I was shooting a lot more, then that'd be awesome. So, yeah. Anyway, back to my F5. I'm going to sell that. It's too it's too big and it's an amazing camera. It's it's the fastest film SLR ever made. Yeah, I believe it. Um it's beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing, but it's like, you know, I realize that it's not what I want cuz I'm not taking it with me. And so I'm not shooting as much 35 as as I wanted to. Right. And and you know, frankly, you know, we've talked a lot about our relationship with 35 versus digital versus medium format and 35 is, is, you know, it's, it's a downgrade, you know, if you will. So it's a bit rough. So that's why it, it's, it's, it's an absolute delight to shoot it on the Olympus. So is it the F 100 that you need? That seems like kind of the equivalent to like, I'm shooting with the Elan seven and F 100 feels like a kind of parallel mm-hmm. smaller. I was gonna do the F 100 and, you know, but, Honestly, like I've, uh, I've, I'm kind of a nerd, and the uh, I'm, I'm going to get the F FM three A. Oh, I don't know what that is. It. Let me look at this. Uh, it's basically it looks exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it looks exactly like the uh, DF. Right. You know, and it was it was, it was the nice. it was the last manual um, SLR film SLR that they made. Oh. The the F six is the is the one that they still make. And that is, that is very likely the best SLR film SLR ever made the F six, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's, it's expensive. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I was actually c- contemplating getting an F six cause you can find them for about 900 used, which, you know, that's seems okay ish, but I was like, you know, for a 35 millimeter. So the idea of like 500 for an FM three a, I'm like, I think I can do that. Speaking of expensive, I was hanging out in Leica stores quite a bit on my recent trip. Uh, don't do that. That's <laughs> so, that's bad. The Leica store in uh, San Francisco is <laughs> amazing. And then the one in LA is even more amazing. I think it's the flagship biggest store. Wow. Uh, and there was a Lenny Kravitz exhibit. Um, he did a really cool series uh, called Flash. And it's just Lenny Kravitz shooting photos of paparazzi. <laughs> funny um, yeah it was, it was a cool show and they had the Hermes edition Leica there which 
is really beautiful and really expensive and um yeah lots of nice stuff but uh that i don't see like in my near future as much as i like to to ogle them yeah i mean they they're, they're an amazing piece of machinery but yeah i just there's so many great things that you can get for so much less yeah that i just can't make sense of it so well what's the one everybody recommends there's the voigtlander bessa r2m yeah that's the i think that's the one that people are like look if you really, if you want to be shooting a Leica, you don't need a Leica. You can get this Voigtlander, throw some Leica, some M glass on it, and well, still you'll I mean, have like, a great time. I mean, come on, the Leica glasses is just as bad as the I know. Body. I know. <laughs> but it feels more like a reasonable investment to me. Like I, I could talk myself into Leica glass much easier than into the body because the bodies are not usually really exceptional. They're usually really beautiful, but they're not, you know, best of class. Whereas I do feel like their lenses are really great. I mean, they are. Like I've I've seen the results, and like a glass is really beautiful. Yes. Um, and if, but you know, you could put it on a lot of different bodies and get that same result. So. Yeah. But would it feel the same? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> it's kind of like that. The, the other, the other argument, the medium for, format, right? Is the do you go with a, a contacts, <laughs> yeah, or do you go with a mamia? Right, right, right. You can you can find a, a mamia for comparatively nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and get great results. Oh, gear. Well, after talking <laughs> about stuff that we want for an hour, do you want to tell me about something you would like? <laughs> You mean outside of photography? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it can be photography too, but uh, I don't know. Something you're into this week? I've been into Flickr. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like such a. I feel like I'm like backwards. I'm like walking back in time. <laughs> yes. Getting into Flickr and film and buying a, a chemical yeah, it's, processor. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> and I don't know. Well, you know. Also, the the other thing um, is I've been looking up. Um, the uh, the prices for like the Noritsus and the Frontiers. Oh, <laughs> it's I'm like, very Man. very dangerous mm. path. I was looking at those myself though, to be honest, <laughs> but quickly stopped as soon as I saw the price. You know, I think that like somewhere down the line, you know, depending on like whether or not I stay in the area or if I leave the area, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Um, I think it would be really cool to to have a little collective. And have everybody kind of, you know, help to pay and maintain to use this stuff and to have it mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I think it'd be neat. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, it would be ideal for me if, if that was um, somehow yeah. related to Stocksy shooters so mm-hmm. we could all, you know, like work together and help each other. Things, how that's just kind of our, our thing anyway. That'd be fun. Hear that, Stocksy people? Mm-hmm. Start to start pooling your money. <laughs> to get Cameron his processing equipment. <laughs> if if Jacob Lagerstead's listening, then uh, then he'll probably <laughs> be on board. It's probably going to pique his interest. In. <laughs> we'll see. I I have some stuff. Um, on a somewhat somber note, the uh, inventor of alien bees, Paul C. Buff, has yeah. recently passed. Yeah, Real and sad. yeah, it's very sad. I I have been using his lights for almost 10 years now, the exact same lights. Yeah. Um, and I know that he 
did a lot of the work himself on these, um, a lot of the design, and was really involved in what these lights were. And I think they redefined studio photography for a lot of the modern generation. Like we've talked about the lowering mm-hmm. price, allowing new people to do bigger things. That's what Alien B lights were for me. Um, I, you know, I had friends that were buying uh, Ellen Chromes and Pro Photos and things that were t- two to ten times the price. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get a full lighting kit that I'm still using now. Like th- this is still what Anya and I shoot on when we do any shoot. And, Same. Uh, yeah. Uh, Same story. So, you know, I hope the company is is going to do all right. I'm sure, you know, this is a tough time for them, but I really hope that uh, great things keep coming out of Alien Bees. Yeah, me too, because that's, you know, we have to really, you know, hand it to, to Paul and his legacy and his wife and, yeah. you know, because they, you know, it's just like you said, I mean, they, they made... They made opportunities and they, I mean, not to be cheesy, but they, they helped people realize dreams, mm-hmm. you know, frankly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, that's, that's really important stuff. And, you know, I, I think that like a, a lot of people just probably think that, you know, he was kind of a quirky guy or something, but, you know, I think he's, well, he's kind of a modern hero for people like me. Yeah. And they did it in this really interesting way that nobody else does. Like it's super independent, no distribution. Mm-hmm. They did not try to get big investors or... Uh, they just did it their way. You know, they yeah. had their own weird little site and shipped all of their stuff, I think, out of Texas. No, uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Right out of Nashville. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and had awesome service. Like replacing mm-hmm. a bulb on an Alien B is, I think, $30. Oh, compared it's to, che- I think it's cheaper, isn't it? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> compared to hundreds of dollars. Like, I think, uh, I think the ProFoto ones are like 150 200 bucks. Yeah. Um whatever (laughs) so uh yeah i mean you know thank you paul for uh, everything thanks paul thank you to paul's family too yeah i hope they're all doing well yeah and i know his wife worked on uh, on it quite a bit as well so um yeah uh and i I guess that's it i think i had something else that i'm forgetting now but i'll save it for next week yeah it's not as important we'll be back (laughs) no it's not um Thanks for listening, everybody. So, uh, hey, please uh, write us a review in iTunes. That's how the search works. That's how people find us. You know what drives me crazy about iTunes right now? Uh-oh. If you search for <laughs> photography, most of the top results for podcasts are no longer active. <laughs> they, uh, yes. A lot of them stopped recording in 2008, 2010, and they are the, you know, in the top 10. This is what everybody is seeing when they search for a photography podcast. Right. And I've actually come to realize that quite a quite a lot of people that I actually know are doing podcasts, and and you can't find them unless they're specifically reaching out to you and telling you, yeah, which sucks. So somebody's not doing so, their job. Yeah. So if you guys can help uh, by either you know telling your friends or telling iTunes, then uh, it would be great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks, guys. See ya.